Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is. Professor Amal Shaw, big Wednesday program here. Our friend Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer and betting writer for Yahoo Sports is going to join us in about 30 minutes. Amal, you're fresh back off your flight. You flew for one day to go speak at a class at USC. Yeah, it was a great opportunity and experience. I've been doing it now for a long time. A lot of fun, tremendous students. Uh, I I will say one thing, you know, you hear a lot of criticism of some of the youth, but I can tell you one thing, uh, some really bright students there. That's a class on sports media? Yeah. How often do you speak? I go every semester. Every semester. Congratulations to you and to, uh, and to Yogi Roth as well. Well, last night we had the AL wildcard game. Garrett Cole, not so much. Uh, two innings. Tell you. Two innings. I bet a prop uh, of Voldy more than 14 and a half outs. I figured he's got to give him five. He actually got exactly 16. They pulled him only 70 pitches. Garrett Cole recorded exactly six outs. Three runs and in trouble in the top of the third, first and second. Nobody out. And Boone didn't wait to pull the trigger there. Yeah, there was talk about him having some injury issues or concerns. But here's the thing. If you're injured, why are you pitching is my question. The season's on the line. You've played 162 games. 163 is extremely important. It's the most important game of the season. I, I don't like it if you're injured and if you're not at your best being out there. I, I understand being a gamer if you're fatigued. But if you're injured, I think it's a detriment to your team. And I said this to you, Mike, before, and this is not a hindsight call. I said before when the Yankees signed him to this deal, this guy is not Max Scherzer, he's not Clayton Kershaw, he's not Justin Verlander. This guy is not worth this money. This is why you pay him the nine-year with 324. You brought him in for a game like this. you got to beat this Red Sox team. The Yankees wanted to play the Red Sox. It's about as good of a scenario as they can get. And by the way, you know who's happiest by this Red Sox, uh, Red Sox win aside from Red Sox Nation? The Tampa Bay Rays. 
Absolutely. They played hard this weekend to try to knock the Yankees out. Yeah. The Red Sox did it for him. Yeah, exactly. There was a juxtaposition in this game of all. Kyle Schwarber hit a home run to put um, the Red Sox up 3 nothing over Garrett Cole. Six years earlier, Pittsburgh, Cubs at Pittsburgh in the NL wildcard game, Schwarber hit a homer off Cole to put the Cubs up 3 nothing. That's a game they would win 4 nothing behind fake tough guy Jake Arrieta. I'm glad you got that <laughs> yeah, in there, yeah. that cold-weather game at PNC <laughs> yeah. Park. But... You know, look, Cole's a very good pitcher. I kind of equate it to, this is why John Smoltz was so great, in my opinion. When he took the ball in the postseason, he just delivered. The great pitchers have the ability to elevate themselves. And Garrett Cole didn't even get past two innings. I get Kershaw's had some hiccups in the postseason. But when Pedro was needed in that series against the Indians in the division series, he went six innings, didn't give up a run. The great ones have always been able to deliver. Max Scherzer delivered. Strasburg delivered for his team when they needed it. Uh, Garrett Cole, to me, is not in that rarefied air. If Scherzer does not have a stellar outing tonight, will you say the Dodgers made the wrong move? Well, no, because are you talking about from an acquisition standpoint yes. or in terms of starting standpoint? No, the deal. No, no, no. Listen, the, Max Scherzer has given you everything you could have asked for and more. He's been actually better than expectations. The one concern I have in this matchup, and this is a realistic scenario, and God, this price is exploding on the Dodgers. <laughs> 235 against Wayno here? You can get 210 on the Cardinals here in certain spots. It's almost a must bet. I bet it a different way tonight. But don't you think you have to be concerned? They have given up, he's given up 10 earned runs and 17 hits in his last two starts. That's alarming. St. Louis, the hottest team in baseball in the month of September. This is not going to be an easy game. Uh, but the one thing that bodes well, the Dodgers' bats are really coming alive. Love the way Trey Turner is hitting. Seager as well. I think these guys can really have an impact today. That total last night, eight. To drop down to eight, I said it's tough to bet under yeah. when these games last. It only lasts about three hours and 40 minutes. But... But it ended up getting on eight Stanton homers in the ninth to make it 6-2, so it pushes on the total. Any interest in this total of 7.5 tonight? No, but I, I would tell you, what's the start time? 5 o'clock, Shadows, five, Dodger ten. Stadium. Mm -hmm. Might be a little bit harder to hit. Would look at a first five under four if you could potentially get it. Look, I think Max is going to pitch well. I just think the price has gotten a little bit out of hand. If you're going to play the Dodgers, I think you have to take a shot on this, the run line and this, hope they don't win by this one. This game opened 205 up to 240 in a lot of spots right now. Do you, do you think that's justified? No, no. I think you have to bet the Cardinals almost. Or the run line, you can find the run line around $1.10 if you're going to play the Dodgers. I, I think you have to take a look at the run line here. It's too high of a price in a game that you know they could just as easily lose as they win. They could dominate. I win 8-2, to two, but they could also lose, theoretically. I think about the Dodgers here, especially the struggles they've had against the Cardinals in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And if they get behind in this game, let's say it's 2 to nothing after three innings, do they tighten up? But then I think to myself, but they won a World Series last year. You know, all those years they were failing to the Cardinals, they had yet to win a World Series. They finally got the World Series last year, and maybe that gives them some sense of comfort if they should fall behind in this game. Yeah, I would agree with you. Maybe they can go to Tom Needenfuhr in case they need to get a base hit off of somebody. <laughs> uh you mentioned the Rays happy about the Red Sox beating the Yankees. That series price opens up the Rays a dollar eighty here. Get back one fifty five or one sixty on the uh, Red Sox. I think that's a fairly cheap price. Remember, JD Martinez wasn't on the uh, wild card roster. Has the ankle, uh, excuse me, uh, injury to the ankle. Let's see how healthy he is. This team has done well at times hitting the ball in Tampa, but they've also struggled in other times. So I, I like the Rays' chances here, Mike. I think the Rays potentially win this series in five games. I just don't think the Red Sox have the pitching. I like the Rays. I think the Rays are the most complete team. I don't really have any strong feelings on the postseason right now, though. If you ask me who's going to win it, I'm not sure. I think that all these series will be competitive. Um, I, I favor the Rays, but, uh, you know, 
it all depends on these Red Sox bats. They're going to have to score runs, right? They're not the Red Sox don't have the dominant pitching where they can go out there and average three runs a game and win this series. By the way, have we talked about the Houston Astros or Chicago White Sox since about mid-July? I ask you in passing who you like, and did you think it was appropriate? Larusa kind of just gave away the home field for you this did. series. They I didn't play to, anybody for three I weeks. I didn't understand that. <laughs> I uh, mean, they what they finished two games and ended up two games back at Houston. They had a shot to have home field. You brought that up. I think when you look in sports and the four professional sports, um, I think baseball, in my opinion, has the least value of home field. Hockey would be second on that list. Um, trying to decide between NBA and, yeah. and NFL in terms of which has the greatest home field advantage. But don't you think in baseball it's not as much of a concern? Didn't we see between Houston and Washington all seven games were won by the road team? That's correct. I, I think it's the NFL only because of this. The crowd gets so loud on third and long, yeah. it, it disrupts the offense. They have to go silent. So it actually affects the way they play. We'll tell you, there's some NBA arenas, man. It, it is tough. You go to the old Reunion Arena in Dallas, you couldn't hear yourself. It, it, the, uh, the noise stayed in there. Some of the other ones as well. All right, I'm going to unveil my bottom five teams in the NFL, and then we'll look ahead at the game that they are playing this week. So I put this list together for Britain, our producer. I'm going to start out with number 28. It is the winless Detroit Lions, uh, 0-4 straight up, 2-2 two and two against the spread. Um, all their adjusted win total is now 3.5. You get a plus price on the over if you think the Lions can still win four games. Remember, 13 remaining in this 17-game season. Here's the reason why I don't put them at the bottom, even though they haven't won a game. I, I think they have a good offensive line, and I think they're building something here. In all reality, they should have beaten Baltimore two weeks ago. Absolutely. I mean, they give up fourth and 19 and then a 66-yard field goal right. They lose to the Bears by 10. I'm not happy the defense let, let Justin Fields have that kind of a day. But they were, they were first and goal three times and came away with only seven points in that game as well. 10 is kind of a little bit misleading there in the total in, in the margin of victory. Well, I mean, three times you have the ball inside the 10-yard line. You don't score even in the fourth quarter when you had the opportunity to get three points. I thought that was a bit of a mistake there, but um, I, I'm with you. I think this team is far better than the rest of the teams at the bottom. All right, 29, I put the Atlanta Falcons. And now maybe they're not on this list if they hold on and they beat the football team last week and they go to 2-2, two and two, but their win was over the Giants in a very malaise game. I thought they were totally outclassed in Tampa Bay in week number two. That margin of victory could have been more. They lose by 30 at home to the Eagles in week number one and then blow the lead late uh, to the football team last week. I just don't know what a lot's positive about Atlanta here. They're a team that needs to make changes. They need to get away from Matt Ryan. I think they probably could have used Sewell as well in the offensive line when you go back and you look that they didn't take a quarterback or they didn't take Penny Sewell at fourth. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I still think, even though Jamar Chase off to a tremendous start, was he have already four or five touchdowns? Um, Penay Sewell is going to help you immensely. You get that side of the line just locked up. It changes how you can approach your offense. Uh, to me, with Atlanta and Matt Ryan, I, I don't know. What, what are they doing here? To me, you should have traded away Matt Ryan while he had some value left. You know, their adjusted win total is five and a half, favored minus 150 to the over. You can get plus 120 if you think they only win four more games. The rest of the year, I don't think you have any give me's in that division. Carolina will be tough, uh, even at home to New Orleans. They're going to be uh, they're going to be an underdog. My number thirtieth team or third worst, the New York Jets. Congratulations to the Jets; they got their first win over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Zach Wilson looked a little better. I still think this team really struggles on offense. I don't know that they have an that they have an identity and that they can run the ball. Go ahead, Momo. I, I got to go back to your thing on Atlanta's five and a half. 
and they're adjusted win total. They're, they're one and four, one and three right now. Okay, looking at their schedule, they can beat the Jets potentially in Atlanta, and they yeah. can win in Jacksonville. That gets them three. I, I don't see how they get there. I, this is to me is this is a great bet under. Yeah, under five minutes, plus one twenty. How are they getting the six wins? They've got Buffalo, New Orleans. Uh, they do have Detroit. That's at home, but remember that's a game last year they lost. Um, at San Francisco, at Carolina, at Dallas. I, I don't see it. Yeah, I was surprised at the price. I'd have made it four and a half. I'm with you, yeah. absolutely. And then you could put a plus on the under if you get to four, if you get four and a half uh, for the schedule. Yeah, but uh, there's no gimmies there. Jets at 30th. Uh, I think this team has a long way to go. They, they, you know, they got that win at home. Titans were injured going into that game. Um, their adjusted win total now for the Jets four and a half minus 115. If you think they can win five games. Um, Minus 105 the other way. My second worst team, 31st, is the Jaguars. Um, 0-4. I got to tell you something, Amal. I think this is a must bet on Tennessee this week on the money line. Against, I agree isn't with you. It? Yes, absolutely. With all the distraction yes. down there. To your point, more than the owner, the player's saying it's a total joke and no one respects him. That, that's Meyer. exactly. That's the yeah. biggest thing. I mean, they have to be in such a bad spot this week. And then at the bottom of my list, Different story, but since Terod Taylor went out, this team is what everybody thought, a possible 0-17 team. They have been awful since the second half of the Cleveland game. Completely agree with your assessment on the five teams in the order. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I almost debated not putting the Lions in this list, but the fact that they're 0-4 and they still haven't won a game under Matt Campbell and Anthony Lynn, I think that they had to be included. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the early games in college football this week. Wilder right lines. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. 
Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms, Amal. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet, with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shaw. Let's take a look at some college football games uh, early in the week. And let's start out on Thursday night. Houston travels to Tulane. Houston off an impressive victory. I believe that was on Friday night. Uh, this defense is very good for Houston. You know, you think of Dana Holgerson and you think of throwing the ball all around the yard. Houston defense is legitimate. At Tulane, we all remember Tulane gave Oklahoma a scare in week one. Houston is lane six with a total of 60 of all. Is this line wild or right? Uh, no, I think this is fairly accurate. We've seen this Tulane team. They're able to move the football. Houston, obviously, you alluded to a tremendous success against the Golden Hurricane on the road there. Uh, let's see what Clayton Toon and company can do going into New Orleans here. I think this is going to be a competitive game. Mike, I would be looking to take the points with the home home team here. Um, you know, I, I thought just personally the line would come out about four, four and a half. And, but the reason mm-hmm. why I'm not saying it's wild is I, I don't think it's a stretch to make this line Houston six. Houston was a dog at, Tal- at Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, they blew out the Golden Hurricane. 
Um, they have actually, since losing to Texas Tech in Week One, outscored their opponents one sixty-two to thirty-seven. Impressive, uh, absolutely. Uh, thirty-seven points in four games. I would lean Houston here, or maybe even under a total of sixty with a defense that's holding uh, its opponents under 10 points a game. I don't like the under here. I nope. would actually look towards the over because, first of all, both teams are very capable of big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could mm-hmm. see that from either side. So for me, I would stay away from that one. Um, just The one thing I find in some of these matchups in, in the group of five, you just wind up with, it seems like, big play after big play at times. Okay, let's talk about a game between uh, Cincinnati, who I hold the ticket on to make the playoffs, and Temple. Temple has looked better. Uh, they struggled against your guys' defense with Boston College. They really limited them there uh, in Philadelphia, but played much better against Memphis, beating Memphis as a, as a small home dog. Now they travel to Cincinnati, where Luke Fickle and squad might be looking for some style points on their campaign to get in the playoffs. The line here is steady. It opened 29. It stayed 29, a total of 54. Any interest in this game, Amal? No, uh, no. Don't really have an opinion on this line. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but no, no interest, no play here. Okay, let's take a look at uh, on Friday night in the Pac-12. Stanford uh, travels south to take on Arizona State. Stanford coming off another big win, the big win at USC, and then a big win at home against Oregon, although be it Oregon did not have their offensive coordinator, as Yogi Roth pointed out. Arizona State lane 11 in this bottom all with a total of 51. Um. Well, his number's gotten a high. I think this is a while. Up I to think, 13. Now. Yeah, I think this yeah. line should be about 10. Uh, now, look, I think maybe they're taking into consideration the fact that Stanford's going to probably try to throw three fades on first and goal at the four. Um, drives me nuts. That's all they've ever done. They've never Charles always up- been that way. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's all they've ever done. They haven't updated the playbook. I think it's a little bit of a big number here. I went back and I watched in the Pac-12 and 60, you know, those games that they're, yeah. I love to watch them. I went back and watched your game because I didn't see a play of it Saturday night, your big play UCLA. Yeah. That whole game turned on a goal line sequence at the end of the third quarter, right? UCLA gets, uh, there's a targeting penalty on the last play of the third quarter. They get first and goal at the 11, and they get it down there. They get third and two from the three. They get a yard. And then they they ran Dorian Thompson-Robinson twice instead of giving it to the fullback. I thought it was a mistake. Arizona State stuffs them at the three, and then they reverse it. They go all the way down the field. Take eight minutes off the clock at the start of the fourth quarter and score, and the game's over. Yeah, the other the other thing I think that uh, worked out extremely well for Arizona State was UCLA was uh, had in, had injuries in the secondary. Uh, Quinton Lake, their fifth year senior, uh, was injured, and then they had another injury after that, so they had a walk on in the secondary. Real problem there for the Bruins. And give Arizona State credit; they took advantage of it. I think ASU wins this game. I would take the thirteen here, though. I would too. It's way too, too many. many points. Absolutely way too many. right. I actually think it should be less than ten. You said the number should be ten. 10 I think yeah. it should be about nine. That's fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, another weekday game. I know you follow all these schools, so I can ask you about it. Thursday night, Coastal Carolina still ranked. Goes to Arkansas State, who's always tough. Coastal Carolina is laying 19 them all with Jeez. a total of 72 and a half. This Coastal Carolina offense has been outstanding. Yeah. I was really impressed when they went on the road to Buffalo. Up to 20 now. I'm yeah, sorry. and no surprise. The Red Wolves have really struggled so far this mm-hmm. year. That's a concern. You look at these two teams. Uh, they're going in opposite directions. Last year, Coastal Carolina absolutely crushed them. I expect to see a similar result. They win the game last year by 29 points. Mike, I think, tell you a play I would look at, and I don't know if we have a number on this first half. You're probably going to get 11 with Coastal. I think they can take care of business fairly quickly in this game. And Friday night, a team you had to play on in the over against Illinois, Charlotte goes to FIU. Charlotte lane three and a half here with a total of 59 and a half. Yeah, Reynolds has got to be better. Florida International, you know, this year I've not gotten involved in any games with them, but again, off to a slow start, losers of four in a row. Uh, 
I'm not going to touch this game, but I can see Charlotte pulling out the win here. I, I think they're just a better team. And Mike, I think this line might be a little bit wild. I think this line probably should be closer to six. And, and now that I, I saw it was three and a half, I, I just assumed it was going to be five and a half or six. Um, so to me, I would actually look at the 49ers. So let me amend my statement there in terms of I'm not going to touch it. I, I think I'm going to take Charlotte here uh, with the uh, laying the points three and a half. All right, let's talk about the ACC. Remember last week when we were going through these games and talking about Clemson, we said it was not justified for them to be a negative number, a minus 140 favorite to win the ACC. I mean, listen, I wouldn't pick Clemson and Brad Brunel's team to ever win the yeah. ACC. They won. They beat Boston College. Didn't cover. And and to your point, Boston College had a shot to win that game. Um, odds have shifted this week. Let's take a look at the new odds. Last week, Clemson was minus 140. They are now a mall plus 130. Pitt made the biggest move. They were 18-1. to 1. They crushed Georgia Tech. They're now plus 550. So the three best quarterbacks in this league right now, in my opinion, are Kenny Pickett, number one, Pittsburgh. Number two, Sam Howell, North Carolina. Number three, uh, Sam Hartman, Wake Forest. Uh, I, I like pitch chances at five and a half. Um, Clem, who's Clemson lost to so far? NC State. Okay, conference game. Oh, mm-hmm. In Georgia, the other in one. Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Look, I think we have to really start looking at some of these teams. And, and Britton, if you can leave this graphic up for a minute, please. Mike, Virginia Tech, I think if they beat Notre Dame, they've got going to have tremendous momentum. They already have a home win against North Carolina. Wake Forest is playing tremendous. I love Dave Clawson's team. The coaching is outstanding. Narduzzi drives me crazy, but he's got a team that can move the football offensively. Georgia Tech's been inconsistent. I don't know if I necessarily believe in Dave Doran's NC State team. I think you have to take anybody but Clemson here. This team has critical injuries. The offense is really struggling. What, they put up 19 points last week against BC? Um whether it's Pitt or anyone else, you can take three, four of these teams. You're getting plus five fifty or better. So wait, I have to break it down because I never can remember because of these weird names. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. The, the, the Clemson side of it is the Atlantic, and in that side you have Wake, NC State, and Clemson. Wake, and NC the, State. Okay. Yeah, that's one side, and then the coastal side is Pitt, Virginia Tech, UNC. Just mentioning the top teams. Oh, I like that. I like what you. Um, <laughs> so, look, NC State's got a huge edge right now. The, um, they, they lost the game against, uh, who, who have they dropped a game against? I'm trying to think off the top of my head who they lost. Well, they, they've only played the one conference game, and that oh. was against Clemson. Okay, so, so they haven't won a conference game. Wake's 3-0 and already, and Clemson 2-1, and one, and on the other side, Pitt and Virginia Tech 1-0. and oh, Everybody else has two losses. And, NC State coming off of a bye. They go to Chapel, I mean Chapel Hill. They go mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Chestnut Hill next weekend. I think this team's got a real chance in terms of league play. they got Florida State at Wake Forest, Syracuse, North Carolina. Schedule's going to be tough down the stretch, but if they can navigate B.C., you know, NC State's schedule is too tough. Um, I don't know, Mike. I, I just think that Pittsburgh has a great opportunity to win the league this year. I uh, like them better than Virginia Tech. I think it comes down to Pitt and Virginia Tech on I, that side. I agree with you. I like the Hokies' you, defense You better. can bet them both. Pittsburgh's uh, defense is good, but they you lost. You can bet them both and hope Clemson doesn't make the title game and you make money. No, if but even if, even if they make it, you can still hedge off. They're not going to be a prohibitive favorite now the way the offense is going. Clemson may not be more than a touchdown now with not scoring any points. Are, are we just automatically assuming Clemson's not going to lose another league game know. the rest of the year? I think Wake Forest is just as good. So I'm saying, so if they lose this game, well, they've got uh, they've got Wake Forest on November 20th, and they're at Pittsburgh. I like I like Pittsburgh to beat them in that game. Okay. All right, so you're advocating Pitt plus six. Plus uh, 550 here. Yeah, I think so. How about both? You can play Pitt and Virginia Tech. You got plus $7 on them. You're going to make a profit either way. All right, here's some uh, would you rather questions on college football. Would you rather have a ticket on Alabama to win the SEC at minus 135 
for Oklahoma to win the Big 12 at minus 160? Your answer is Oklahoma. Because, yes. well, you, because you think Georgia. You've always said Georgia. I've said it since the season before the season started. Oklahoma can lose to Texas this week and still win the Big 12. They've done it before, yeah. right? <laughs> they lose these games and they come back in the great revenge spot. We get the better line. Okay. Um... Would you rather have a ticket on Bryce Young to win the Heisman at plus 120 or Alabama to win the national championship at plus 150? We can answer that on the other side. I got to think about that. That's, 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 an really, that's a very it's good a really question. interesting question, yeah. I'm going to say Alabama to win the national championship. All right. When we come back, Frank Schwab is going to join the program. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including one Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players' win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's Wednesday. So that means we go to our buddy, Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer and betting analyst for Yahoo Sports. Good afternoon, Frank. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How about you guys? Well, we're doing great. I want to say congratulations, your Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> NBA champions. You know, Milwaukee is trying to do what Tampa did. I think you know, with the you have your championship already with the Bucks. Now you're live with the Brewers. You're live with the Packers. You see what kind of run you could get on, like they did with the Buccaneers, the Rays, uh, and the Lightning. Yeah, as long I do worry the Brewers shut it down too soon. It was like, oh, we could rest for the playoffs. Don't rest all month, guys. Like. Do something like I uh, play a little bit, but we'll, we'll see. I, I will. Uh, yeah, I I'm on pins and needles here. Baseball, postseason baseball, stressful man. As a fan, it is, and as a better, it is. It is really a stressful thing. Frank, you've created a cottage industry for odds on listeners. Back in August, when we were the nuts, you said take Penn State in four and a half. It's too many points against Wisconsin. Two weeks ago, you told us, take Notre Dame, take six, take six and a half. It's too many points against Wisconsin. Last week, you said, take Michigan, take one, take two, take two and a half. It's too many points against Wisconsin. Are you telling us this week, take Brett Bielema and the 10 with Illinois? Oh, do I have to? Anybody but Bielema, anybody. I... Uh, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. I don't... I want, if they're going to have one big game this year... Have it be against Burton, right? Like, yeah, let's, you know, have it be against the guy who left us for Arkansas of all places. Let's let's get it together one week, Bucky. Come on, do this. I I, I, I will say this. I could not in good conscience take that team as a 10-point favorite, a road favorite against anybody right now. They are. That's not a good football team. They're not. Uh, the, now the quarterback's dinged up. We don't know about him. So, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody to take Illinois this week because I just can't have, I just can't have any sort of, even a 1% rooting interest in Brett Bielema this week. I, I would agree with you there completely. Hard to back this uh, side either way, and I get your uh, resentment towards Brett Bielema. Let's go to the team in Green Bay that's playing terrific football. Now all of a sudden everything's turned around, off to a 3-1 and one start. I'm assuming the noise and the chatter around town has quieted down. 
What do you see? What do you like about this team so far? What are your concerns as we continue to go forward in a competitive NFC North and then, excuse me, the NFC? And they also have a, the Bengals on deck here, which should be a very winnable game for them despite being on the road. Yeah, and I, I still think the the narrow passing tree, which relies way too much on Devontae Adams, is problematic. Not that Devontae's not great, but what if he gets hurt? What if he gets dinged up? This is a long season. And if he goes down, I, I just don't see them overcoming that. And I do worry about their defense, too. Their pass rush is still a little suspect, but that's nitpicking at this point. The what, Whatever happened in week one, and, and you know what? Some team, Sometimes teams sit everybody in the preseason, come out slow. They got blown out by the Saints. They didn't look good in the first half of week two either. But since then, they've looked like exactly like the Super Bowl contender we thought they might be. Played really, really well last week. Not just not just shutting down, you know, washed up Ben Roethlisberger, but also they scored five straight possessions against a really good Pittsburgh defense. Everything is everything's looking good for the Packers right now. I didn't understand this line this week, to be honest with you. I saw it and I was like, why are they begging me to take the Packers here? I get the Bengals are better. They they are. They're they're a, com- a competitive team. Might be without Mixon though. I'm not sure we know about T. Higgins. I haven't seen their practice report today. And we know home field advantage this year in the NFL, last three years in the NFL is gone. Like, I mean, it's just don't even handicap for it anymore. And Cincinnati never had one to begin with. So you're just telling me the, the Packers only feel go better than the Bengals? I don't buy that. I think they're much better than that. If it's a trap, I'm falling into it because I'll, I'll be on the Packers minus three all day. Frank, how real are these Arizona Cardinals? They're the last undefeated team left in the NFL. Looked awful impressive in SoFi against the Rams team that had just beaten Tampa Bay uh, the week before are the Cardinals now the team to beat in the NFC or is it still the Packers the Bucks and the Rams boy I, it's just hard for me to to and I, I tweeted this when I, I put on my power rankings which have Arizona number one they deserve that top spot right now but it's hard for me to wrap my head around them being the best team in football I, I don't know if it's Cliff Kingsbury or just their history or the fact that they were you know I mean picked to finish last in this division a month ago I mean they've had a great month and also, look, if Greg Joseph hits a 37-yard field goal, we're having a lot different conversation. We're not, we're not talking about Arizona being the best team in football. We're talking about, oh, okay, they're a really good three, one-star, co-quality wins. They are, look, the one thing that really worries me going forward about the Cardinals is Kyler Murray's ability to stay healthy. He got dinged up last year, and their play went south. They, they rely so much on him to create in the passing game, in the running game. I, I pointed out in power rankings that great third and 16 run he had where there was nothing open, and he just took off and ran for 18 yards. It was 14-10 at that point. They scored two plays later. That kind of turns the game around. He's one of the few guys that could do that, where you just say, look, we got nothing right now, Kyler. Go make something happen. Well, can he stay healthy playing that style he plays? He's, he's obviously small for his position. He does, he does take a lot of hits for, for a guy who for is that small. So I worry about that a little bit, but foundationally, this Arizona team is pretty good. They can rush the passer. They still haven't gotten anything out of J.J. Watt. If he comes alive, that adds to their defense. It's had two A-plus performances against the Titans and Rams. I don't have any tangible reason to, to say the Cardinals aren't the best team in the NFC, other than the fact we didn't think they were a month ago, and it's hard to wrap our heads around it right now. Frank, I want to go to a game to me that line stu- uh, stood out, which was Philadelphia at Carolina. I took Carolina at three and a half, and I said yesterday, I think the line goes to four. I can't understand this. You alluded to the trap in Cincinnati potentially, and I feel the same way here. If I get beat, I get beat, but this is what I'm going to live with. I-, I just don't get it. I think Carolina and Matt Rule, he does a tremendous job. Defense is solid. Obviously, they're without McCaffrey, but I like them. Philadelphia, I don't know if it's in uh, 
their contracts there to refuse to run the football or what. But this team just wants to throw the ball every play with a quarterback who the one flaw he has is accuracy. I, I just don't see them going on the road in Charlotte and winning this game. I like Carolina covering three and a half here. How do you see this one? Same way. I, I mean, the inner defense is bad. I mean, two straight weeks, they've just got shredded. I, I thought that this defense might be good, and they're not. They're having offensive line issues again. Lane Johnson wasn't back at practice today. I, I just don't – there's no reason for me to take the Eagles here. Look, I mean, maybe the, maybe the Panthers don't cover. Maybe they don't win. But what, what case could I make for the Eagles here? I think the Panthers are a good football team, like you alluded to. Well coached. I think Darnold's playing pretty good football. They lost their Cowboys last week. Well, that, that's okay. They're, the Cowboys are 4-0 against the spread and looking like a top-five NFL team right now. There's no shame in that. And I thought the Panthers competed in that game. They were in it until Trayvon Diggs picked off passes on two straight possessions. I, I didn't get this line either. I think the Panthers are just kind of one of those teams that's going to be disrespected until, you know, they beat somebody where everybody says, whoa, hey, wow, the Panthers are 5-2 and two now, and they just got this win. They're just one of those teams that we ignore until we have to not ignore them. And I think that this line kind of indicates a lack of respect for them. The Eagles don't deserve to only be, you know, get, getting a three and a half here. This line should be higher. I'll be on the Panthers. And again, you know, like you kind of alluded to, I get burned, I get burned. Uh, sometimes it's going to happen. You feel kind of square saying, why are the Panthers only minus three? Why are the Packers only minus three and taking them? But I, I can't make a case for the Eagles. I, and I think the Panthers are a very good football. We're talking to Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer and betting analyst for Yahoo Sports. Friday afternoon at Miller Park, Frank, Corbin Burns, Charlie Morton. Burns is $1.40, a total of seven. Do you like anything? I, I, I don't mind game one burns. Everything else I'm not really excited about the Brewers. I can't, like, I, I'm excited. I'll be watching. I'll be a nervous wreck by the time that one starts. But this team is shut down September, and I don't know if they can get it back. Like, you always want to bet on a hot team in the playoffs, right? The Brewers are the opposite of that. They, they have been on, on cruise control for five weeks now, and I don't really like teams like that. I'm very, very nervous about this team. Braves, I think, are, what, plus 120 series price? Yeah, I think that's a better play. Frank. Big game at Kennick this weekend. We opened the number here at Circa Iowa 3. We've seen Penn State money. It's 2.5 in some spots, 2 in other spots. Who do you like? Huge matchup in the Big Ten. I think Penn State. I think just a little more talent. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock. I like this line. I wasn't like, whoa, hey. No, I, I, the line was about right. I think Penn State is just a little bit better, though. But, hey, Iowa, I do believe in home field still in the college game. I think that's a deal. I think that... I think Iowa being at home, well coached. They're just they're just a good, solid program. You like being uh, you know you like being on the same side as them. But I think uh, Penn State's done everything you could ask for right now. Their defense is really, really good. I, I'll be on Penn State here probably. I just you know if you can, it probably you know you're giving me plus on the money line. Yeah, sure. I, I think that that's worth it because I, I do deserve more talent. Do you still think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten? Michigan looked awful impressive. Yeah. These two teams played in Iowa City are awful yeah, good too. They looked good against a bad team. I want to point that out. They're my alma mater, but Wisconsin's not good. Don't take much out of that one. Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State, man. I, get, I can't get away from the fact that no, they just blew out. Not that Rutgers is lighting the world up hard. They just blew out Rutgers. I think they're getting it together. By the end, Again, by the end of the year, talent always wins out, and I think Ohio State is by far the most talented team. I don't, even, I don't really even Frank, thanks for the time once again. Look forward to talking to you next Wednesday. Absolutely, fellas. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Great guy, great insight. I like his point on Green Bay. Hey, if it's a trap, it's a trap. But at three, you got to take him. When we come back, we're going to have a mall in or a mall out and the playbook.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day. (laughs) Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. 
They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, one 800 it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-ALL. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, you passed on the AL wildcard game last yeah. night. I cast plus 112 with Evoldi, and then also the ticket I bet late on the number of outs for Evoldi. This is the game we said, you know, we've known this matchup's coming for a month. Wainwright, Scherzer tonight. You have a player you're going to pass against. I'm I'm going to pass on this yeah. one. Uh, I, look, to me, the price at, is too at, high. At you what take point it. do you take the card? I mean, if it gets to 230, 250, is, yeah, you have do you to have take to take the yeah, card? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's not I, even a bad shot right now. I, look, the bottom line is they get the first run, you can get off the play. I, I was debating taking plus 210. And I debated it, and I I might still bet it, but I'm going to take the Cardinals team total over two and a half. I like your play here. Okay, it's fairly low total. It's a long game. It's nine innings, two and a half. They got to get to three. You make a point. Scherzer's last two starts, he hasn't been unhittable like he was his first twelve with yeah. the Dodgers. He struggled a little bit here. I'm not a big believer in the Dodgers bullpen until you get to Jensen, and even Jensen has pitched better but was shaky in, in, in previous years. I just think the Cardinals can scratch out a few runs here. Interesting if they can get the lead. But I thought this was the right play, one unit over two and a half. I like the play here. I think this team total is a little bit lower than I anticipated. I thought it should have been a three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm surprised they didn't make it a three. And the reason is because if they land a two, you're going to lose either way, right? Yes. And so I, I'm surprised the numbers are not at three. It's two and a half, and the Dodgers is three and a half, which which adds up to seven and a total of seven and a half. You're right about the three. Okay, I want to go back to the college football. Would you rather questions them all? You said after the break, um, you would give us the answer. Let me re-ask the question. Would you rather have a ticket on Bryce Young to win the Heisman at plus 120 or Alabama to win the national championship at plus 150? Uh, look, Bryce Young has been tremendous. He has been everything that everyone expected, and he has exceeded expectations. However, a couple of factors that I think differentiate Alabama by winning a national championship. They could lose to Georgia, and if Bryce Young doesn't play particularly well in that game, they still have a chance. They're going to be in the college football playoff in all likelihood, assuming they don't lose a second game along the way. So I like their chances there. The other thing is, to me, Mike, as well, again, as Bryce Young has played, I think there's still room for guys to make a move. I'm not sure who. But do you, don't you feel like this year in college football, nobody has distinguished themselves enough to sit there and say, wow, this guy is definitely the Heisman Trophy. I don't think anybody should be less than 3-1 to one right now. I just think I'm with you. When Corral was favored, what was he, 250? And now Bryce Young's all the way down to 120. I don't know. Let's see what he does against that Georgia defense in the SEC championship game if they end up meeting. Um, would you rather have a ticket on Texas to make the playoffs at plus 550 or Penn State at plus $5? Texas has a loss. Penn State does not so far. I'm going to say Penn State because Arkansas got worked so bad by Georgia that when you look at their loss, Texas is against Arkansas. It's hard to sit there and say, hey, they deserve to be in the playoff, even if they win their league. I think it becomes a little bit easier. Penn State with a much more challenging schedule. We know that. I mean, Penn State, they may have the toughest schedule in college football down the stretch. This bet on Penn State, to me, is a is a three-leg parlay. 
at plus five dollars. It's you beat Iowa in Kinnick, you beat Ohio State at home, and then you beat Iowa again in the Big Ten Championship. What about Michigan? It's a th- yeah, that too. Frank says they're not that good. Wisconsin sucks. Michigan's not that good. I, Michigan and Michigan State are like ranked ninth and eleventh right now. I, do you I agree do, with that? I th- I do agree with Michigan. Do. I don't agree with Michigan State. I think Michigan's good. I think they're maybe not elite, but they're good. All right. Um, would you rather have Iowa to make the playoff at plus three forty or Michigan to make the playoff at plus three sixty? Oh, Iowa all day because they can drop this game against Penn State and still come through the Big Ten West. And if they're not facing, you know, say Ohio State, I think they got a great shot. Yeah. Does the Iowa win over Iowa State continue to lose value as the season goes on? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Would you rather have, and these are both minus $8, Alabama or Georgia to make the playoffs? Both of them minus $8. I would rather have Georgia. And the reason is because. When you look at the SEC West, I still think it's tougher than the SEC East, even though Kentucky's at 5-0. and I think Georgia's going to be able to navigate the rest of their side. If Alabama were to have not a, concerned with the, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, that game against Florida. You know, I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot about it. I mean, uh, no, 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 I completely forgot about it. I, I was just thinking about getting to the championship yeah. game, and, and you're right. That, that's actually the biggest challenge left on the schedule. So I, I have to reverse course. I apologize. I'm wrong. It, it would have to be Alabama. Alabama. I, was, I was thinking Iron Bowl. Uh, because Alabama, I thought Auburn would be up for the game, but I, I completely forgot what Florida playing Georgia. I don't think Alabama has any problem in College Station. I also don't think LSU is any that good either. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe the Iron Bowl is their biggest test, but I think Florida is a bigger test. I would than, agree with than, you. Than Auburn. Okay, let's go back to the Major League Baseball playoffs here. Um, it's interesting to me that the American League Division Series play on Thursday, both game one, and we don't know who the White Sox starting pitcher is going to be yet. LaRusa hasn't named a starter. We don't know who the Red Sox starting pitcher is going to be. That's a little understandable. They just played last night. We do know Lance McCullers Jr. will go for the Astros in game one at home, uh, and Shane McClanahan will go for the Rays in game one. I said McClanahan has been their best pitcher the last two months. You you have, and uh, to me, it's going to be interesting to see whoever can really just kind of get to the forefront with their pitching, I think, is going to win this series. Uh, I don't have an overwhelming lean. I actually think. This is going to be, well, we're going to have potentially Giants and Dodgers. So let me amend that statement again. I'm just amending every statement I make today. It's a good thing I don't have a play. Um, I think this is going to be a competitive series. I think this is going to go six or seven games, whereas I think the Rays win in five. Yeah. I like the Rays series. I see game one is seven and a half. I like betting over. If they're going to have seven and a halfs in the Rays-Red Sox series, I'll play most of those overs, even though I'm an under player. I don't see the pit, the dominant pitching on either side. I think these teams... Get past four in the first five innings, and that makes it a big favorite. Also, the advantage is you're in a dome. You don't have cold weather that you'll have when you get up to Fenway in, the in ball October. Did not, I know you didn't watch much of the game last. The ball was not traveling at all last. There were several balls off the bat you thought would have been out that weren't. Where's the temperature like in the game? I didn't see a single pitch. The pitch, the temperature dropped into the low 50s, I believe. And there that's why the people started betting under as well. It went from 8.5 to 8. Ma- it makes perfect sense, and I think you bring up a good point, especially on games one and two at the trot. Yeah. I want to talk about... You've said you like the Rays. They're actually plus 250 right now to win the AL pennant. The Astros are favored at plus 210. It's very, very competitive, the four teams. 210, 250, White Sox $3, Red Sox plus 350. I know you like the Rays on that side. If you think Scherzer, and now he's up to 230 or 240, he's going to win this game tonight. Is betting the Dodgers to go to the World Series at 205 the right play, plus 205? If you like them, I look. What I, do you make of this Giants-Dodgers matchup? I know the Dodgers didn't make up any ground when they played the Giants. Giants took two out of three in most series this year. I like the Giants at plus 290. 
Now, remember, you got to take it before the game today. Yeah. And the reason is, what if the Dodgers get bounced? You know, we, we're just mm. drawing a foregone conclusion that LA's moving on. If Scherzer struggles and they lose this game, Giants play the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals have been hot, but give this Giants team credit. You can't necessarily quantify what it is, but they've had it all year long. Yeah. They won 107 games? They did. They did. And you got a team in your division that won a buck oh six. Yeah. I I still think that and I'd have to see the series price. I still favor the Dodgers in the series just because of the depth of the pitching. Now, I think it's lazy analysis, Mike. Wait, wait. Well, okay, Yogi. Okay, Yogi. You're the USC visiting professor academic elitist club. Uh, listen, I think it's a good thing for the Dodgers that Kershaw is not in a playoff rotation. That's just my personal opinion. You're he a got, Kershaw hater. I don't like. I don't. I don't want him in the play. I don't want him pitching. And we know you're a CK hater. I'm now great regular season pitcher. Now, I just believe Bueller and and you'll probably get Urias game one Friday because Bueller pitched the closing game. Remember on Sunday. I think they'll let Bueller get full rest to Saturday in game two. You're going to get a Urias Bueller. Scherzer rotation through the playoffs, and you can shorten it to three men, or maybe, maybe you you throw somebody in there, Gonsolin or somebody, and throw kind of a bullpen game in there. But compared to what have the Giants got? They have Gaussman, who was much worse the back third as he was the first two thirds. You got your guy Johnny Cueto. You got somebody that we both try to fade, Alex Wood, right? And then the wild Mr. Mr. Four and one third innings. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That's all he's going to give you. Yeah, I know. The wild card, really, to me, in this series, and he pitched well his last three starts, is Desclafani for the Giants. Boy, I, now that you phrase it that way, I don't want to rely on Anthony Desclafani to get me through the, against the Dodgers. All right. Before, before we leave today, regardless of the odds, who do you think is winning the World Series? Changing my statement. I said Dodgers earlier. I'm going Giants. Yeah, I can't get myself there. I think this is going to be a great postseason. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. I don't think there is either. I'd say Dodgers, Rays, and a repeat of last year. That's what I initially had. Rays are getting there. I think so. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's betting across America. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.